What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Truth, justice, and the Big Sills way. Good afternoon, National Football Show. Big Sills here with you. Please hit the like button. By the way, let's put it out there right away. Bottom of the hour, our good friend Merrill Reese will join us at 3.30 Eastern time. I got to tell you something, man. I'm going to try to pull out some of the conversation that I heard during the broadcast when Merrill and Mike Quick were calling a game on Sunday and try to put it here on a show. He was talking about the inept special teams. He was talking about the run defense not being good enough. He is one of the best broadcasters in delivering a football game or any sport that I've ever heard. Can't wait to get him on. We will have him at the bottom of the hour. Thank you so much for coming aboard. All right. What to do with Miles Sanders? That's where we're going to start today. What to do with him? He's your second best offensive player. He is not your second best athlete on the offensive side of the football. I'd put AJ in that conversation. But productive and consistent. It's been Miles Sanders all year long. What do you do with him? Are the Philadelphia Eagles really going to allow a player to walk out the building that is in the same line with Brian Westbrook, Shady McCoy, Are you going to allow a guy like that to walk out the building? He's arguably one of your top three running backs that you have ever had in your franchise. Are you going to let him walk out the building? The importance of the position, the importance of Miles Sanders to Jalen Hurts and his development. What do you do with him? If you took Miles Sanders off of that offensive football team in Philadelphia, what would it look like? Would he be a piece that you would truly miss if you took him off that offensive huddle? Again, 
most important position on the offense is the quarterback. Is Miles Sanders more important than A.J. Brown? Yeah. Is Miles Sanders more important than Dallas Goddard? Yeah. Is he more important than Devontae? Of course he is. And here's why he is. You're not a passing offense. You are a run-centric team. Whenever you get in trouble, it's not about throwing the ball down the field. It's about running the ball down the field. Hence, you just ran 49 attempts on Sunday. You revert back to being what you do and who you are the best at, and that's running the ball. Goddard is a massive loss in the passing game, but you're not a passing offense. You are a run-first, dominant team, and it runs through your quarterback and your running back. Miles Sanders would be an incredible loss. Not that Dallas isn't. Rich, appreciate you coming aboard. Miles Sanders is more of a loss if he's not in that backfield than Goddard is. You just won a game against the Packers. You're not winning that game without Miles Sanders on the field. You're not. You're not winning that game. You're not beating the Colts. That guy has, he's on pace for 1,400 yards. He's going to the Pro Bowl. Do you know that Miles Sanders, if you put it really in the NFC side of the aisle, he's the second best back in the NFC. Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders. There's your three backs in the Pro Bowl. And if you're looking all pro, he's in the conversation this year. People are saying he's replaceable. So then you're going to put more workload on your quarterback to run the ball more? He'll never make a five-year career. Look at how dumb that is. The only reason that Jalen Hurts has not been hurt right now is because your running back takes half of the pounding. That's your quarterback does. How idiotic. Dude, it's not like you're a passing team. You're not. Your quarterback won't go for four grand. He won't throw for 30 touchdowns. It's not a passing offense. It's a run-dominant team. You're going to have one back with 900 yards, the quarterback, and you're going to have another back with 12 to 1,400 yards. You tell me. There's a better chance of having a 1,000-yard, 2,000-yard rushers on the Philadelphia Eagles, than there is of having 2,000-yard receivers. Put that on for a minute. Think about that. You got a better chance of having 2,000-yard rushers than 2,000-yard receivers. It's not a passing offense. It's a run offense. And you do really good things out of the, out of the run game with some of the passing plays. Jalen Hurts is not going to put up big numbers passing at any time in his career. He's going to have high percentage, completion percentage. Absolutely. He protects the ball well. Absolutely. You're not going to see 30 touchdowns ever passing the ball ever in that offense. 
RPO, you're not going to. He won't even remotely come close to that this year. He'll get close to about 3,800 yards passing. Okay, great. Who cares? Miles Sanders, what to do with him? Are you going to allow that guy to walk out the building, go into the draft, and draft another guy? Okay. Miles Sanders is going to get paid. Okay? He's going to get paid. He's Miles Sanders, Chubb, or Jacobs, or Henry, Dalvin Cook. Those guys all make big money. They make 12 to $13 million a year. There is no way Howie Roseman's paying that guy that kind of cash. You watch Miles Sanders end up in Kansas City. You put Miles Sanders in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, they won't lose a ball game. You put Miles Sanders in Buffalo with Josh Allen, Josh Allen's red zone turnovers will evaporate. There is going to be a massive market for that kid. I'm not saying that there's going to be a market at $13 million, but I'm saying there's going to be a market for him. And you're saying you're going to offer him some shitty $5 million? He's already been insulted. In my opinion, Miles Sanders does not want to play in Philadelphia any longer. I wouldn't. Why in the world would I want to play in Philadelphia? You've insulted me already. You let me go into a final contract year. If you're not going to do that to Jalen, you did it to Miles Sanders. You've already taken a shit on him. You've already taken a complete shit on Miles Sanders. The organization doesn't believe in him as a future piece of that team, and they've not offered him a contract, and he's going to walk at the end of the season. I would too. It's a complete insult. He's been the second most important player in that offensive huddle, and the Philadelphia Eagle management took a shit on him. I don't know how else you look at it. And the way he's running this year dictates that. And if you think you're going to replace Sanders with Kenneth Gainwell and that dude Boston, good luck. The quarterback will be carrying it 35 times a game, and he'll last half a season. Congratulations. You're going to wear your quarterback out like they did Cam and every other running quarterback because you know why? That is Ben the MO. Run these guys until they break. And that's what they do. And this is why those running quarterbacks don't last. Because of personnel decisions like this. This is it. He's, I, I would leave. Why would I stick around? Xander's like, Hurt should be between seven and nine carries a game most. 18 carries, 17 carries. You take Sanders off that team, it goes up to 20. And how are you going to develop a passing game when your quarterback's running the ball 20 to 25 times a game? Devontae Smith, I'll even go double down on my bet that he'll never in his history as a Philadelphia Eagle ever have 1,000 yards receiving. Ever. Ever. The importance of Sanders. Or a player like him. Is important. You keep him. Hey, hey, JM, you keep Gainwell. I'll keep 
Miles Sanders. You keep him. Kenneth Gainwell is a dude. He's a dude. He's a dude. The Boston, the little Boston guy, he's a dude. He's a dude. I love it, man. Miles Sanders is running for a contract, and he's auditioning for 31 other teams. I love it. Have you ever saw a running Super Bowl team? Um, Lately? No. No. <clears throat> That's what the Eagles are. So, GT, you're saying the Eagles aren't a Super Bowl team? Okay. Okay. That's why I'm saying they won't win it. Because they're not a passing team. They're a running team. Okay? The Ravens? The Ravens won the Super Bowl because Flacco had Anquan Bolden and they threw the ball. They actually threw the ball. Flacco threw the ball. Jamal Lewis was a runner, absolutely. That was the first Super Bowl with Dilfer on the team. But the second one, they were a passing team. Cowboys did it. Different league. Different league, my friend. Different. And the Miami Dolphins in the 70s, Cilio, had two backs over a 1,000. I know, I know. I know. And offensive linemen were as big as Derrick Henry. (laughs) Oh, by the way, we got a nice little surprise for you in this week because we may be – we, 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 we may be putting a prediction needle down today, Tennessee and Philly. We, we, we may, excuse me, Joseph, that 2017 team did not beat Tom Brady running the ball. They, they beat him with Foles making plays in the passing game. Okay? In the passing game. He threw for like 357 in that game. Let's not forget that. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Miles Sanders. See ya. Wow, there's one. There's gonna be so you're gonna you're gonna lose one Pro Bowl player already, then another one in Kelsey. So you'll have two Pro Bowl players off that team next year. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Your thousand yard back and your Hall of Fame center are gone. Like, okay, yeah. You have to save some money though, because Howie likes that. There's ten million with uh, Jason Kelsey gone. And you don't have to worry about paying $10 million in your running back. So you save about $19 million bucks. How you doing? All right. Congratulations. Looks like Jordan Davis may be activated to play this weekend. I know that he's eligible to come off um, injured, um, injured reserve today. And I think he has come off injured reserve already. And they've got a couple days to figure out whether or not they're going to play him in the Tennessee game. I would assume they play him. In the uh, Tennessee game, I would assume they play him. They should play him. They'll probably put him on a pitch count. You know, he he's needed. It's going to be a good rotation. Okay? Jorgens is learning from the best. Oh, okay, I hope he's a Hall of Famer. Jorgens will be fine. Seamless transition. Yeah, because the center position is always the easiest to pick up. You're in charge of blitzing and 
odd and even fronts and all that, right? Yeah, I'm sure he'll pick that up right away. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, not, not be seamless. Be a seamless transition. Let's get to the topics. This is a good one here. Can this Tennessee Titan team beat the Eagles Sunday? Oh, you bet they can. They've got all the components to do it. They've got a front-line defensive tackle and also a defensive line that is dominant at the point of attack, and this is going to be a good match. This is going to be a wrestling match. I'm looking forward to this game Sunday, and you can't stop the run. And guess who's coming to town? King Henry. You can't stop the run. So Jordan Davis, a rookie, you're taking him and two dudes that were at the dollar store two weeks ago to stop King Henry. I don't believe it. Your Pro Bowl secondary slot corners out for the rest of the year. I don't pretend to sit here and believe that Ryan Tannehill is a guy that's going to throw for 700 yards in a game. But personally, I don't think you beat the Titans Sunday. I don't think you beat them. I think you're hurt everywhere. Do I think when healthy, the Philadelphia Eagles are a better team? Absolutely. Going into this game? I don't know. I don't know. In the Washington game, I saw the defensive tackles destroy Sayamalo and Dickerson. Tennessee has the same guys, but this kid, Jeffrey Simmons, he could be the best defensive tackle in the NFL right now. They get after people. They're good. They're well-coached. And I think the Titans are going to win this game Sunday. I think Derrick Henry's going to go for 175 yards on you. Who's stopping him? Your D-line, which is in the 20s? Because Jordan Davis is back. Jordan Davis versus an all-pro running back who's the best in the game. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Here's going to be a great test. You struggled the last month stopping the run, and the best back in the game is coming in? I don't know how I'm supposed to sit here and lie to you and tell you, oh, Derrick Henry, the best back. Are are you under some crazy notion, Chris, that – Derrick Henry can't go for 175. Do you know him, O.J. Simpson, and Adrian Peterson have the most 200-yard rushing games in NFL history? You're you're under some guise that this guy is not going to Canton. You're watching a back in his prime who's going to Canton. He is the best running back that you will play in the last two years. Now, the Titans' O-line, on the other hand, three of the five guys I don't believe are all that hot. 
And the center's been in and out of the starting lineup. This is going to be a good one. This is a double mouthpiece game. It's one of those games where you better bring extra padding. How you doing, baby? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear your excuse on Monday. Sean, come Monday, baby. Titans. They go hang another L on the Eagles on Sunday. You're too banged up. Your corners are hurt. Your slot corner's out. Your defensive line gives up chunks of yardage. And you got Derrick Henry rolling in. And the Titans' defensive tackles can stop the run. They're good. They're not good. They're great. That kid Simmons is spectacular. How you doing? I had to say it. I looked at it today and I said, legitimately, do I really think that this Titans team is good enough to beat the Eagles on Sunday? Yeah, I do. Yet zero tight end. Your wide receivers have been a non-factor for a month. Your quarterback and your running back are the only thing carrying the mail for that team right now. And you haven't played better football since that Vikings game. You've played shitty teams and you've been better. And you've kind of like crossed the finish line. There's no dominant performance anywhere in the last month and a half. Nowhere. And when you had to play a team that had a winning record, you got beat. Titans have a winning record rolling in, my opinion, and a better coach. Mike Vrabel's a better coach than Nick Sirianni, and by far a better coach. Oh, and by the way, Jim Swartz is also a consultant to the defense. No wonder they're aggressive when they get after people. How you doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's going to be a football game, man. Oh, and by the way, that phenomenal special teams. I'm sure that'll do a really great job too, man. Spectacular special teams. How you doing, man? Look at Anthony. This clown picks the Titans. Then when the Eagles win, we will sarcastically say, oh, they did what they were supposed to do. Cilio is a clown. Wait a minute. You got the best back coming into the NFL, check. And the NFL coming into Lincoln Financial, check. You don't stop the run, check. Your secondary's banged up, check. Your special teams blows, check. Your offense has not been very productive when it comes outside of Jalen and Miles Sanders, check. I'm like, where, what, what? <laughs> you're making it sound like you're playing elite football. Your quarterback is. Your quarterback's playing elite football. Would you say that in the last month, would you say A.J. Brown's playing elite football? Hey, I like that idea. Let's do that. Let's do that. Jalen Hurts. Is he playing elite football? Hurts. Absolutely. Yes. A.J., no. Devontae, no. Miles, yes. Your tight ends, no. 
You got two dudes. They got one guy. One and a half with, with Tannehill. You don't have this gigantic advantage. When Goddard, when Goddard and AJ and Devontae and everyone's all together, there is an advantage. You don't have that much of an advantage going into this game. You don't. Your old line's better. Okay? Look at Richie. Is Tannehill? No, Tannehill's not an advantage. Tannehill can win games, though. Let's not forget, you lost to Tyler Heineke and Daniel Jones in the last two years. Let's not make it sound like, you know, hey, you know, we just beat Aaron Rodgers. Again, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins are in the MVP conversation. By the way, our quarterback rankings, we're going to do them. Our top 10 NFL teams, week 13 of the NFL. Also, what coaches, according to Vegas and Atlantic City, will be the next coaches fired? We got that out there for you, too, as well. Wide receivers are better? Really? Where'd they been the last month? Didn't Hurts and the team say, depending on who we play, we will see a different game. Hey, GT, you can't see a different game when you have zero tight ends. You have no position of tight end. You might as well put another tackle there. You might as well put another tackle. Your tight ends are non-existent right now. The tight end position in Philly should just be OT2. You have no player there that makes any contribution whatsoever. Nothing. Your number two wide receiver catches five-yard wheel routes. AJ's your tight end now. So you got a quarterback doubling as a running back, and now you got a wide receiver doubling as a tight end. Wow. I mean, there's skilled players all over the joint here. No wonder they gave him $25 million. Playing at home. I do think that's an issue. I do have concerns about King Henry. And it's Gannon. He's a fraud. He will be clueless on how to stop Henry. KC. How do you think you stop Derrick Henry? Run blitzes. That's what Cincinnati did. If you, I went back, and this is why I'm saying Tennessee wins the game on Sunday. Do you know what Cincinnati did on Sunday? They run blitzed first and second down. Before Henry got rolling, they derailed him. They didn't sit back in a forefront. They knew he would kill them. How they stopped the Titans, they said this, let's let Tannehill beat him. Make Ryan Tannehill beat us. Tannehill's still hurting his ankle. He's not mobile. Why wouldn't you blitz somebody that has an ankle injury? Jonathan Gannon is set up for failure because this is who he is. He's not blitzing Derrick Henry and the Titans. This is not what he does. It's not who he is. So he's going to comfortably lay back in a zone defense again against Derrick Henry. If that's the case, you may lose a DB this weekend because that freight train's coming. 
it's not so much about the talent on the Eagles. I think it's the scheme that's going to be their undoing. I watched the 22 Cincinnati game. Cincinnati must have blitzed on first and second down 60% of the time. They were afraid of him getting going. Go back and watch it. If you have the ability to watch the 22, they were bringing blitzes on first. Gannon will never do that. That's not what he does. See, Gannon's, people will go, look at Gannon's numbers. Yeah, because he hasn't played a high-profile quarterback all year outside of Rodgers. Nobody's going to put up 37 points against an Eagle team. There's nobody in the NFC that can. What quarterback is going to put up 37 points? It may have been, well, they put up 30. A 4-8 and eight Packer team put up 30 points on you. Put up 30 points. A, a team 4-8, and 4-7, and seven, whatever they are. This is going to be an interesting ball game, man. I'll tell you. I'll tell you something else that I got to tell you guys that I've really enjoyed. So, you know, I get an ability to sit there and, and, and watch the game. I've, I've got, like, something on my telephone where I can, like, watch and listen to the game. And so I get a chance to pipe it in, and I get a chance to pipe the game in. And I was listening to Merrill Reese and Mike Quick. And, boy, I'll tell you what, man, people in Philadelphia, I think you guys get an absolute treat. We're going to catch up with our friend here in a second, Merrill Reese, and get his thoughts on the upcoming game and also, too, what he saw this past game. Um, We gave Rodgers a short field, too, Sills. Hey, absolutely, special teams. Three times during that football game on Sunday, they shortened the field, and that was an issue for Merrill. And like I said, so I got a chance. I can watch the game, like, on my phone. So we're driving back, um, and we were in Arizona, and I got a chance to watch the game. But in this broadcast, I get the WIP feed, and I'm listening to Merrill Reese, and I'm listening to Mike Quick. And, boy, I'll tell you what, you're sitting there at the edge of your seat, Merrill's getting knee deep into it on special teams. And of course he was talking about Jalen. I'm sitting there listening to this and let's bring in Merrill Reese now. Merrill, I got to tell you, man, you're pretty fair when you do your broadcast. You really are. I mean, you were very critical of the, uh, of the special teams because it was giving up short fields. You were very complimentary, obviously, and how Jalen took the game over and what he has done this year, Miles Sanders as well. I mean, really a true testament to what you guys do. You guys, you were a little concerned about the special teams in that game on Sunday. Yeah, I, it was, Dan. First of all, I I do not – people think it's a compliment when they say you're a real homer. I'm not a homer. Absolutely I'm, not. I was floored, Merrill. I was floored. Listen, I'm going, wow, he is as honest as you can be. That uh, We try to be. We respect our fans. We think they – understand when they see a bad play that comes from the Eagles. You know I want the Eagles to win. You know that's where my heart is. There's no doubt that I'm, I'm celebratory when they come up with a big play. Uh, but when they're when they're bad, when they're off, when they're out of sync, when they're, there's an aspect of their game that is going to get them into trouble, we point it out. We try to be as fair and as honest as we can possibly be. Uh, I was outraged three two weeks ago when, when there was no face mask called on the – Dallas Goddard fumble. I was outraged, but 
if the call had been the other way, I might not have been as outraged, but I would have been as honest pointing out that the officials missed a face mask. And in fact, the next week, there uh, there was a tackle by Hassan Reddick on a sack of Matt, or Matt Ryan in the Indianapolis game. And Mike said, um, I think there was a face mask there. And I said to Mike, boy, I thought that was legal. <laughs> I think a little bit of justice right there in that play, except for Dallas being lost. That to me, again, I said the same thing. I'm like, look at, look at Merrill, man. Kind of making it even Stevens there. No, but it really was a really great broadcast to listen to. And Merrill, I, I suggested this. If you're in the middle of the season, hell, you're through the middle of the season. Now you've got six remaining now. To me, do you think they would ever entertain putting frontline guys in on special teams? You, you can't give up. And as you know, even if you get the number one seed, you can't give up three plays of 50 yards. No, you can't. You, you just can't. Would you? Would, do you think they would put frontline guys in on special teams? I think they would put some in on occasion, but I think they've got to be very judicious with their use of frontline guys because keep in mind that uh, Avante Maddox, the terrific nickel, nickel safety is not back nickel corner, if you want to call him that. He's not back yet. Dallas Goddard is not back yet. I don't know that Jordan Davis is back yet. Uh, this week, they lost a very important player, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, to a lacerated kidney. Now, that could be a month. That could be a week or it could be a month. We don't know. So you've got to be careful with that. If they got into a desperation situation, I think they might have to. But when your record is 10-1, and one, you you can be a little more – lacks in that regard um, and say, okay, we're still winning, but, and we still have the best record in the national football league. Let's not go overboard and lose more starters. This game with Tennessee coming in, we'll get to CJ here in a second. This game with Tennessee, that kid, Jeffrey Simmons is a special player, that defensive tackle that they have in Tennessee. They're a well-coached group with Mike Vrabel. Their offensive line is not one of the better ones. However, there's two guys on it that are good. But you do have the best back in the sport. And it just seems, Merrill, to me, the key will be you don't know what Tannehill you're going to get. Two weeks ago, he throws for 331. Last week, I thought Cincinnati did a great job at blitzing on first and second down to make them one-dimensional. Does this Tennessee team concern you? Because they do all the components. Yeah, they're good. That can beat you. They're good. You know what the best way to stop Derrick Henry is? The best way to stop Derrick Henry is for the offense to go on long, time-consuming drives. Keep him off the field. That would help. You cannot lose the, the time of possession. It can't be lopsided in the direction of the Titans because if it is, they win. Absolutely. The loss of C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Um, you know, I said that this could be even a bigger loss, Merrill, than what Dallas Goddard is because that secondary has been the star of the defense all year long. They've played exceptional. And when you lose a player like that and you struggle a little bit when it comes to stopping the run, this could be a pretty big and significant loss. You know, we're not, we're, they're not playing against a quarterback who's going to throw for 600 yards, but it's still something to be concerned about losing a player like that because you lose depth also. You do. You do. However, the depth worked last week because a young player, an undrafted free agent from Middle Tennessee by the name of Reed Blankenship, who I had never heard of, 
until he started doing something great every day in training camp, uh, came in and made a key interception in that game. And he's a smart young player. So it's not like they're they're taking somebody off the bench and throwing him in and, and doing it with a just a, a prayer. They have they believe in him. And everybody on the backup units is conditioned to believe that they have got to be ready to come in and start at any time. And that's the case with Reed. Uh, he's a starter this week. And, you know, the crowd was around his locker today when the players were available. And uh, he's he's not faced. He's a good player. He's a very good player. Is he C.J. Blank? Uh, is he C.J. Gardner-Johnson? No, of course not. He couldn't be. Uh, not in his first action. But you know, Gardner... Johnson, a few years ago, Dan, um, Zach Ertz had that same injury, and he missed one game oh. and then back for the playoffs. One game. So now that there must be different degrees of lacerated kidneys. It could be a deep cut. It could be a a moderate cut. It could be a small cut. We don't know that yet. But the interesting thing is, unless you know something that I don't, since I drove home from the facility, they haven't put C.J. Gardner-Johnson on injured reserve yet, which tells me they're not sure. They're looking and they're testing and they're waiting to see how he responds before they take him out of the lineup for uh, a required four weeks when you put somebody on IR. So I, I think they're, they're being wise about that. Uh, as in the case of Jordan Davis, they're not going to rush him back before he's ready. Nick said the safety and his health is the most important thing. And the same, uh, I believe Jordan Davis was out of the walkthrough today. Whether or not they use him, we'll see. They want to see how he is after going through a walkout, a walkthrough, or how he, how he is after going through a practice later in the week and see how he responds. But he's so valuable, and so is C.J. Gardner-Johnson, that they don't want to put them out here prematurely absolutely and that that lacerated kidney it's always like you said Merrill it's like knee injuries in a way there's levels and degrees right and what you do is you wait for the swelling to go down to see if you need any kind of microsurgery or something more significant so to me the more they don't have him under the knife right away well there's, me, I think that that's a positive sign the word seems to be that there is no surgery required that's and fantastic so but the but the um, treatment for a lacerated kidney is rest. Right. So he can't go. You know, he can't go stay in physical shape. He can't go running or jogging or doing anything else. He's got to just become a couch potato for the next. However, do you agree with Mike Quick that AJ Brown has not had a very good month? I would say uh, he hasn't had a pretty good, a, a really good two weeks in the Pittsburgh game, which was. A month ago, let's see, we have three weeks ago. The, the Pittsburgh, I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Let me my schedule. Three games, yeah, three. He was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. He had three long touchdown catches. So I'd say for the for the for the game against Washington, he got hurt. Although he did, he fumbled a ball. It was a key fumble uh, in Indianapolis. He had a fumble, and then. Um, it, so he's he's had a few mistakes. He hasn't had the big game that he's had in the past, but he will. He will. He'll be right back. And and uh, it's funny to hear Nick talk today and say it doesn't matter 
if he's going back to play against the Tennessee Titans, the team that he couldn't come to a contract agreement with, the team that traded him. You treat each game the same. And I tell them, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter if you're going back playing against your old coach. doesn't matter if you're going to go back and play against your former teammates. Human nature tells me that it does. Human hey, Merrill. Hey, Merrill, you do this to the newspaper guys and to the media guys. You say this. It's just another game on the schedule, you know. But inside, you're like this. Oh, yeah, you don't want to pay me the extra $4 million? Well, here I come. <laughs> right. it's, it's called professional pride, and he has plenty of it. He's going to come back and have a great game. Miles Sanders. I got to ask you here, Merrill. Would you agree when I say this, that Miles Sanders has been the second most consistent offensive weapon that the Eagles have since the Detroit game? to the Packer game. There's been other guys that have had spectacular moments like AJ, like Dallas Goddard, but the second most consistent player who's on pace for 1400 yards, 12 touchdowns. This guy's on pace to have a pro bowl year as a running back. You think he's been the second most important player in that huddle? Um, Not counting Dallas Goddard. Yeah. Since, you know, he's out right now, but yes. Yeah, I do. Although you also have to realize that Devontae Smith has been pretty good. So, I mean, there are, yes, he's the way he's taken over the ball carrying chores, but I mean, he had over 130 yards. They just rushed like crazy against Green Bay. I mean, do you realize that Jalen Hurts had a 50, had 157 yards rushing, which broke Michael Vick's Eagles single game rushing record for a quarterback by 27 yards. He didn't just break the record. He shattered it. 363 on the ground. I only used to see that stuff in college when you're playing against inferior opponents. NFL teams, Merrill, don't run for 363 yards. That being said, what you said about Jalen, does it concern you the last two weeks he's carried the ball 30 times combined in those last two weeks? Minimally. I mean, I don't like to see quarterbacks run the ball 17 times because that's 17 times they're exposed to hits. But in the case of Jalen Hurts, it's interesting. He knows what he's doing. Uh, I heard Randall Cunningham on one of the talk shows here uh, the other day on WIP. And Randall Cunningham was talking about, you know, how Jalen Hurts slides and how he knows where he's going. And he talks about what he did. It's a totally different kind of running. Randall Cunningham was out there ad-libbing 90% of the time, running in circles, leaping over tall buildings at a single bound, throwing his body around. I think, I think, and this is not a criticism because I think he's a great quarterback, but I think Josh Allen can be a little bit reckless. He is. Where he will bang into people. Carson Wentz. When he went down in 2017, was cracking across the line of scrimmage and and trying to bang it in there. Jalen Hurts doesn't take on linebackers or linemen. Jalen Hurts takes what they give him, and when he gets through that first wave, he looks for a safe landing. There was a, a run in the Packers game down the right sideline, about 28 yards, and he could have taken a chance of put his of put his foot in the ground and cut to the left and he would have been banging into some people instead he chose to just sashay out of bounds he does not take that hit that often and so i i'm not as worried as i would be uh, about a quarterback who had a different style of running but here's the other thing i thought about 
you remember what Randall Cunningham used to do. I have a picture. Play against him. I have I have a picture of Randall in my office, flying through the air over the entire Giants line. I mean, he launched. Was that the cartwheel play? He didn't actually cartwheel. He just leaped over, flew. That's in, right. But so I have that. But then I thought about Randall. He had one season-ending injury, and it occurred. Um, it, it, it occur, I can still remember. It occurred on the first play of the second quarter of the opening game at Green Bay when he was hit by a linebacker by the name of Bryce Pop. And he was hit in the pocket. He was hit at a standard drop-back pass. Oh, he got hit. That put him out. The, the rambling Randall show really didn't put him out. I we Before that first injury, we used to call him Plastic Man. I mean, you could hit him. He, he was like a pretzel, and then he'd spring back to life. You know what, too? Um, Brian Westbrook was on our network earlier in the day, and he said something that made me pause and think about when Jalen, and if you break down all the films watching him and how he gets hit, you know the one thing you notice about it, Merrill? He doesn't get hit by linebackers and defensive tackles. No. He gets hit by DBs, and he doesn't take blindside hits where no. they're hits that are going to be – you know, it's one thing when you're young, you can brace for him. This is what Westbrook was saying, that, look, he gets to brace for these because he sees them. There's nobody coming up and blowing him up like a Vic or like – like you were mentioning too, Andrew Luck would go into that conversation. He played recklessly, like you see Josh Allen playing. So, I mean, he's – would you agree he's almost like a smarter Randall in the way that he's out there with his field presence because he's not going to take the dangerous play or the dangerous turnover play. And I think that's why this RPO is working with him. Yeah, I, I think I, I don't want to use the word smarter, but he's uh, he's he's he doesn't run like Randall. He's more by design. Yeah, and he thinks about it. Randall was pure instinct and let it flow. Uh, he knows I have a feeling when he's out there that he knows exactly what he's doing and what he's going to where he's going to end up on the field. He has the whole thing surveyed. In fact, the coaches, Nick said it, and the offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, said it, that here he is. You know, he's younger than Kenny Pickett, who's a rookie. Yeah, crazy. And now here he is in his third season, and he can come over to the sideline and talk to Nick and to Shane and tell them what he saw and what he thinks will work. He contributes to the play calling, and – for a 24-year-old quarterback to be able to see that field, it's a combination of of just having great instincts and a great ability to read and total dedication and film study that he is so prepared for every game that he can contribute not only to the game plan but to the in-game calls. You know, Merrill, Tom Brady even commented on that and said that um... – that one of the things that you really enjoy watching with Jalen Hurts, and I'm paraphrasing here, is that how he sees the game and how he thinks the game through. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's one thing when you lose certain players like Dallas Goddard. Okay, maybe I have to take more of an emphasis on how, what I have to do with running the ball. Maybe we throw the ball less. Um, Merrill, I want to ask you something. A couple of last questions here. Why is this 10-1 team under more scrutiny – then the here, let me. I, I wrote I wrote the numbers down. The 2017 team was 10 and 1. The 04 team was 10 and 1. This team is 10 and 1. 
why is there more scrutiny and more and and negativity, um, more criticism? I don't know any way you want to say it. Why is there more of an, a microscope on this team than there was on those teams? Maybe, maybe because those teams were expected to be very, very, very good, and this team, uh, this team was expected to be pretty good with a shot at the playoffs. And here they are right now ruling the NFL. And I thought I think a lot of pundits don't like to be wrong. So they say this team is a fraud and this team is watch them, watch them fall apart now. Um, I, I still subscribe to the Bill Parcells line. You are what your record says you are. And their record says they're 10 and one. And you can only play the, that's the other thing. Oh, they had an easy schedule. You can only play the team, the, the teams that are on your schedule. And they did beat the Dallas Cowboys, who some people think are the best team in the league. And they beat them handily. Okay, at the time, Dak Prescott wasn't in. But they still beat them. And they still beat well, – they, they dominated Minnesota on a Monday night game. They just, they, they just gave them fits from beginning to end. So, uh, you know, until somebody proves – now every, the new darling that people are saying, watch out for San Francisco. Yeah, they're good. They're very good, and they've, they've played really well lately. But don't they have four losses? Yeah, they do. It's not an accident that they have four losses. So, I mean, you could say, well, that was before they had Christian McCaffrey. They're much better now. But they have four losses. This team has one loss. They're the best team in the NFC right now. I'm not going to tell you they're the best team in the NFL because I look over there at, at Big Red and the Chiefs, and they look they look pretty tough. And I know how good the Bills can be, although they've got two losses in their division. So, uh, but right now, I, I think the Eagles are probably as good as anybody. Merrill, final question for you. What coordinator have you been the most impressed with this year, Jonathan Gannon or with Shane Steichen? Yes. <laughs> well, are you running for mayor of Philly? <laughs> no. I, I'm going to tell you something. If, if I'm looking for a head coach next year, I'm interviewing both of them. And I'm interviewing Frank Reich. I, I, I've got them. Those three are on my short list. And I'll give you another one. And, and he's a friend of mine, D'Amico Ryans. Oh, yeah. The, the D.C. for uh, the 49ers. Boy, is he a great man. And man, great- is he got that defense. I mean, I'm with you, Merrill. I, I think I think San Francisco's a different football team, and they've had a lot of adversity this year between the Garoppolo and Trey Lance thing, the injury bug, hit them earlier in the season. They're getting healthier now. They've got an all-world linebacker group. They've got Nick Boza. They've got Kittle. They've got yeah. Christian McCaffrey. No, I'm, I'm not I mean away from them. I'm just saying don't leapfrog them over the Eagles quite oh, yet. Oh, no. That's that's all I'm saying. But D'Amico Ryan's is the best. We they used to when he was here. They had a every Wendy's had a big cutout of D'Amico Ryan's and me each holding a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> we were standing together, and in the cutout, I was pretty much the same size as D'Amico. <laughs> <laughs> Merrill, thank you so much for taking time with me. I to- I totally appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. It's always fun being on with you. You bet. That is our good friend, Merrill Reese. He, him, and him and Mike Quick were so good on Sunday, man. I mean, they just absolutely give you the ebb and flow of the game. It's all emotion too. I mean, 
they got a really great team. And I listened to the entire broadcast and I, I heard Mike go, yeah, man, AJ hasn't had a very good month. So we appreciate it there. All right. Jimmy G, Jimmy G, you're damn right, Jimmy G. Holy cow, my boy, Jimmy G. Jimmy G got that football team ready to rock and roll, baby. Hey, Richie, did you hear that, Dan Cilio? I got the Titans beating you Sunday. I don't know by what score you're at. Rather see Eagles Bill Super Bowl for the fan bases. Tina, I predicted that. Six months ago, six months ago, Bills and Eagles Super Bowl in Glendale. How you doing? I hope you listen to Merrill Sills. Of course I do, man. Why do you think I get him on? He's more critical in the broadcast. I was floored. My wife and I are listening going, that's not the same guy that comes on your show. He, 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 he was very critical of special teams. He goes, that was terrible. I'm like, wow. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Jimmy G. Jimmy G, baby. You ain't beating the Niners either. You ain't beating the Niners. Come on, man. Everybody has predicted Bills to get to the Super Bowl the last three years. J.M. Yeah. <laughs> Go Bills, baby. Great fan base. Buffalo's got a sensational fan base. Going to be singing Monday, Sills. No, that's Tuesday at 4 Eastern. If I do lose, which I will not be losing this time. How about those Packers? Yeah! Add that in there, Paul. Look at Paul. Look at Paul with the back hand. Look at Paul breaking his arm. Patting himself on the back. Congratulations to you, donkey. The San Francisco 40 winners. Way to go, maniac. The San Francisco 40 winners. Yeah, they are the 40 winners. How many Super Bowls they got in their history? Five? Five. Woo, baby. Josh Allen, great player. Wow. That's a quarterback. That's a quarterback with a big arm. Big arm. Chiefs are making the Super Bowl. They don't really run the ball that hot, though. Then again, not that Buffalo runs the ball well either. Not that they run the ball. Maniac. The San Francisco 40 winners. Titans are not beating the Eagles. Dude, Derrick Henry's going for a buck seventy-five on you. It's okay. Don't worry. It's only going to be two losses. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. Newsflash: Jimmy G beat Gino this year already. Newsflash: Jimmy G beat Jalen already. <laughs> Newsflash: He's forty-four, nineteen, and zero. I don't. Who Jalen's never beaten Jimmy G. Then again, he's never beaten Dak. Anthony, Sills the biggest. How can I be the biggest Eagle hater when I picked you to go to the Super Bowl six months ago? How can that be? How can that be? How can I be a hater when I was the first guy in Philadelphia media to say your guys are going to the Super Bowl? 
At least I had the onions to say it. I don't see anybody. I, I still don't hear people saying they're going to the Super Bowl. I still haven't. I don't hear anybody going with conviction that they're going to the Super Bowl. I think they are. I think they're going. Seals, make sure you show up Monday afternoon with a good excuse. But when Henry goes for 175, if we lose to the Titans, I'm skipping the entire week of national. <laughs> no way you could do it, maniac. Big Seals needs you. Ray, Jimmy G, 4 and 2. That's the only quarterback rating you need to know. They bring your stats out. Four and two. Four and two. What are the Niners without him? Ungats. Ungats. When did Cilio say Eagles win? Oh, no, 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 Daryl. I didn't say you would win it. You would win it. I said you would get there. I said you'd get there. I didn't say you'd win it. That's not what I said. <laughs> I'm still making these Eagle fans hate us. Niners, why would you say that? Hate you? Pfft. You got a great football team. Eagle fans hate every other team except their team. You got to understand that. They hate every team on the planet except their own. It's nothing personal with you. It's strictly business, Niner. They hate everybody outside of Philly. They hate them. I hate them. I don't care. Talking about the Detroit Lions, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. They despised, dude, they really don't hate the Niners. They hate the Cowboys. Giants would be second on that list. Here's Eagle hating. Cowboys, the Gigantes, Washington, and then the rest fill in. Niners somewhere in there. Okay? I hate the Cowboys the most. <laughs> it's Cowboys. 49ers are about to lose four straight games. Well, you're going to lose a game on Sunday to the Titans. How you doing? Chills, didn't you say Cousins and JJ will get 500 yards on us? I sure did. Wow, I was wrong. But I also said that Jalen wouldn't get 4,000 passing yards, and you would never see 2,000 receiving yards um, in receivers or 100 catch receivers this year, too. Huh? <laughs> huh? GT? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Jalen's not getting four grand? And you ain't having two receivers with a thousand yards, and you're not gonna get close to having a receiver with a hundred catches. How you doing? <laughs> Come on, GT. <laughs> Every time you say that we prove, yo, real, really? Okay. Chills, you're a mad troll, my man. <laughs> Dolphins have the best offense in the NFL. 
I think the Dolphins have the best offense, and I think that includes Kansas City. <laughs> I think. I do. Are stats more important than wins? Fat pit. <laughs> oh, man. Dolphins got a great offense. If I'm Xander, how about Xander in those Bama quarterbacks this year? Holy shit. Look at those Bama quarterbacks versus those Oklahoma quarterbacks. Caleb Williams. Oh, that's right. He's out in that shitty Pac-12. I ain't drafting that guy. No interest. I have no interest in him and the Lincoln Riley quarterback. They all suck. He has not developed one guy that I went, man, that guy's great. Kyler Murray, you can have him. <laughs> he's probably the best guy that he's produced. The rest of them have been garbage. Been garbage. Miami versus the 49ers. That's for Friday. That's going to be a heck of a ball game. Two big-time teams playing against one another. How you doing? What if Jimmy G wins that game too, man? He's just going to skyrocket up that MVP list. Go get him, baby. That's my boy. <laughs> Hurts player of the week. Hey, when you run the ball 157 yards, he sure didn't get player of the week because he threw the ball. He, he was dual threat. <laughs> yeah, hey, Jalen was dual threat. Yeah, was because he threw the ball. But he threw the ball four times. He was dual threat. How you doing? Jimmy G and MVP in the same sentence. How you doing? Hey, Jalen Hurts, 10 and 1, is all he's accomplished. That's it. I'll tell you what, though. If Jalen Hurts ends the season the way he's playing now, in his first two years starting, he's an alternate, and he would be picked to be the starter in the NFC, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. Not very many quarterbacks get an opportunity to be selected to two Pro Bowls in consecutive years. It just doesn't work like that. That's pretty impressive, man. He is. That's pretty good. No one said Jimmy G was on an MVP except for you. That's why mine matters more. And I have a vote. <laughs> I have a vote for the most valuable player. Jimmy G. He's a paisan. What am I supposed to do? You know? Us Italian guys, you know, what am I supposed to do? We've been so disrespected over the years, like Miles Sanders being shit on by the Eagles. No contract? So Miles Sanders is the fourth leading rusher in the NFL, and the Eagles said, who cares? <laughs> you can't be any more disrespected than that. Hey, go through your, your final year. We don't give a shit what you do at the end of the year. Don't worry about it. Miles Sanders just must be chomping at the bit to get out of Philly. He just must be chomping at the bit to get out of Philly. I would, I would never want to come back and play here. You let me go into a final year of my contract without even offering me anything, and I'm putting up an all-pro season? Talk about being shit on. Pfft, Howie the Great. Going to let an all-pro running back walk out the building. The idea, Howie 
is to accumulate players you draft and keep them, not let them go in their prime. Just a little help. <laughs> See, I'm here to help you. Jesse says, Sills, you believe in the Vikings? Absolutely not. Win a big game. Every big game they step in, they get stepped on. Okay? With, a, with our O-line, you can rush for 1K. Oh, okay. When's the last time the Eagles had a 1,000-yard runner? I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait. When is the last time you had a thousand yard runner? Thank God Julio's not our GM. Yeah, I might do a better job at drafting. Unlike you, you couldn't draft tight ends. Or excuse me, you couldn't draft edge rushers. You still can't. You can't draft corners. You can't draft wideouts. I mean, or linebackers. You have to go out in the open market and get them. It's all good, kid. Don't worry about it. Oh, we haven't. Oh, top of the hour. Big Sills quarterback rankings going into week 13. I've got the list who are playing the best quarterback. We'll hit on it next. Hit the like button. Hour two with Big Sills here on the National Football Show. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh. And go birds.
We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Hour number two, National Football Show. Please hit the like button. A.J. Brown going to have 200-plus yards, two TDs versus the Titans. The guy's been Casper the Ghost the last three weeks. He's, he's, he's been Casper the Ghost. He's been Casper the Ghost, man. Hey, by the way, congratulations to Brian Burns for being named Defensive Player of the Week for the Carolina Panthers. The guy that I tried saying that the Eagles should give up a first-round draft choice for. Guy's 24 years old. Defensive player of the week. And he will be a pro bowler this year. This is the guy the Rams wanted. You're not going to draft a guy in the next four years this good. You think, you think Jordan Davis is better than Brian Burns? That's a crock of shit. Not close. This guy's an actual pass rusher and can play the run. This guy is an actual guy who goes out and puts big numbers up. He's a productive player. That's why Carolina didn't want to surrender him. Okay, this guy's a big-time ball player. 6'6". Kids out of FSU, I think, right? This guy's a machine. And this is the kind of guy you bring into your football team because he's 24. You give up first round multiple picks for guys like this. Robert Quinn. Sue. Joseph. Guys that have just a bit, a little bit of milk left in the canteen. <laughs> Got about this much mama's milk left. These guys are on Similac right now. <laughs> These guys got a little bit of milk left. In the canteen. This guy, man, here. Brian Burns, this guy's a beast, man. NFC Player of the Week, how you doing? How you doing? Just got a text. My dad's getting it. <laughs> Sorry to see that, dude. Hey, Maniac, I hope everything works out for your family, man. Sills, remember I said Niners will not make the playoffs. Yeah, you also told me that Jalen's going to throw for 4,000 yards. Oh, that's right. Congratulations to Hurts. He was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. What a great running game. He was great in the running game. I mean it, man. Got to be one of the very few running backs that has made the Offensive Player of the Week. Congratulations. Yeah, man. Jalen got the offensive player of the week for being one of the top running backs. Man, that's great. Wow. Man. Yeah, no. Hey, Maniac, pulling for you, man. I'll be thinking about you too, brother. 
Why all the negative? There's no negativity. I'm giving Jalen kudos, man. Congratulations. You were the best back in the NFC this past weekend. But what else do you want? Top tier troll. No idea what that means. Do you see Quez Watkins scoring another TD? Hey, Daryl, I think they're trying to get him more involved in the offense because they can't get Devontae involved. Running back being paid like $50 million. <laughs> Wow, what a big-time running back. Last time you guys paid that kind of money for a quarterback, he took a shit on you. <laughs> Going on a second way, hey, you know. History repeats itself all the time. History repeats itself. You're being sarcastic. Come on, Chris. Where would you get that? <laughs> Sanders finally stepped off the bus and off the injury report this year. It's a contract year. It's the only reason he's balling. Okay. What other reason do you need? I want to get paid more money. You owe me more money. I don't know about you. Okay. You win. A condescended troll on Philly. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, Christopher, how could you say such things? I picked you to go to the Super Bowl, my friends. Sills woke up this morning and chose violence. I'm not a violent guy. I'm a lover. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a fighter anymore. I'm a lover, man. Okay? All I'm saying is Titans. I'll know what the score is by Friday. I'll know what the score is. All right. Here we go. Each week, I get asked to put a quarterback list together on the guys who are playing the best quarterback. And these are your 10 men. Going into week 13. By the way, we also have the top 10 teams. Week 13 of the NFL. Coaches who are next to be fired. We're going to put that out there, too. Here we go. The Big Sills. Top 10 quarterback play. Heading into week 13. You're ready. 28-24 Philly. I like that score, Ray. Okay? I like that score. William says, love big fellas, big Sills. I'm more the other one. Now you can't leave. <laughs> Now you can't leave. Here we go. Number 10. South Florida's very own Lamar Jackson. He's playing good football, but how many games has that Ravens defense given up this year? They've had at least three games where you could probably circle and say that you gave them back because of your defense. Your secondary is not very good. They don't get after quarterback enough. They went out and got Roquan Smith, and it's kind of helped. The problem with the Ravens is the defense. It's not really Lamar. Lamar's playing good. I think, Lamar, you're starting to see a little signs of being worn out, though, a little bit. Number nine, one of the great comeback stories in the history of the National Football League. These are the big sills, top 10 quarterbacks, and where they are right now in the season and who's playing the best ball at the position. Geno Smith, man, at nine. Kudos to Geno. I hope he makes the Pro Bowl. 
I hope he's in the top five for MVP conversation. Pete Carroll and him have absolutely given Seattle an injection that it needed when it came to winning. Who would have ever thought DK Metcalf is benefiting more from Geno Smith than from Russell Wilson? Kudos, man. Number eight, Justin Herbert. He's, I, I think you're starting to see Mike Williams be healthier. They've got to keep Keenan Allen on the field. They've got to keep Austin Eckler out there, too. They've got a good football team. I don't believe in their coach, Brandon Staley. they got to get Joey Boza back on the other side. By the way, their safety is the best in the sport. Derwin James, that kid's a great football player. He is a great football player. Number seven, the greatness of Kirk Cousins. Say what you will, nine and two. Yes, they've lost their biggest games to the teams that they need to beat. If you're going to be a serious contender in the playoffs, and they haven't been close, got to win games like that. Still, Kurtz put up great numbers. Justin Jefferson, you want to hear something? Minnesota is working on a $28.5 million a year deal for Justin Jefferson. (laughs) 28.5 for that guy. 28.5. Number six, Joey B. One of the most accomplished young quarterbacks in the game. You guys throw Jalen at me, I'll throw this guy at you. Not close. Not close. Not close. It's not close. This guy here, in like two years starting, has put a remarkable, and it's in Cincinnati, Ohio. This guy here is a superstar. He's a superstar quarterback, Joey Burrow. Joey B. Guy wins an AFC championship in his first full season starting. Way to go, Joey. And his team is playing better now, too. Yeah, man. Joe Burrow's a great player. How you doing? Now we're getting into the top five big sills. Quarterback play for 2022. You ready? Hey, Tina, imagine Joe Burrow on the Eagles. They would be beating teams by 45 points every weekend. Hey, Xander, you imagine Joe Burrow on that Eagle team? You'd be winning games by 50 points. Nobody touches Joe Burrow, and he just throws it around the field? That guy would throw for 8,000 yards in that offense. Holy cow. You, so wait, you can't hit Joe Burrow? And he gets, just gets to sit back there? Jesus, grimy. Shit, you imagine you put Brady back there. Okay? You imagine you put Brady in that offense with the Eagles? Brady's got two picks this year. You want to hear something crazy? Since Brady has been a quarterback in Tampa, he's not thrown a red zone pick since he's been there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he sucks. I know. Here we go, baby. Five. 
five. Big Sills top five quarterbacks. This is a top 10 list, but we're now in the fifth spot here. A man who was ascending in his play week after week after week after week. Look at the weapons and the winning that this man does. He is truly putting himself in a position to be considered one of the absolute top guys. Number five, the San Francisco 49ers, Jimmy G. (laughs) Woo! Look at my boy getting there, man. This guy was outside the top 10. They thought that stupid one-play Trey Lance was going to be the guy. He gets hurt, thank God. Kind of. Not really. They put him in. And Jimmy J. Jimmy J. Jimmy J. 44-19-0 and since he's been the starting quarterback in San Francisco. No, you're right. He sucks. Number four. The greatness. And man, I love this quarterback. Josh Allen. Buffalo. Bills. Got to clean it up in the red zone, son. And turnovers are going to be your undoing. I know you believe in that rifle arm of yours. I know you do. I even had a conversation with Ken Dorsey. They're trying to clean it up. You see, Ken Dorsey's my boy. I talked him out of taking the offensive coordinating job in Miami. I told him, I said, you guys got to be more on script. He asked me what I... He, he asked me what I thought of Josh Allen. I said, first half, he's great. Second half, when you guys have to add lib off the play sheet, not so good. Bro, the kid plays like too much like Andrew Luck in the second half, especially in the red zone. You know how hard it is to throw touchdown passes in the red zone? You got another defender out there, the back of the end zone. You got 12 defenders when you're inside the red zone. You're condensed in that side of the field. That's why he struggles, because he's a wide-open kind of thrower. You've got to condense your playbook more. And if the lack of a running game, in my opinion, the lack of a running game, I don't have Dak Prescott on this list. Okay? I don't think Dak's played great. Um, They got to clean that up in the red zone. Now we're in the third hole. Big sales, top 10 NFL quarterbacks heading into week 13. This man is a former Southeastern Conference player of the year. A former Alabama quarterback. He has improved so much 
over the year, it's been remarkable. It, 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 his accuracy has improved. Being a team leader has improved. Tua Tagaviola is third. He's having an MVP season too. Number two, we are now at the top two. This man was just recently named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. September, he was the Offensive Player of the Month. Ladies and gentlemen, your very own Jalen. Hurts, congratulations. I think you had a great running attack. And you were a heck of a running back this year. and Or excuse me, this week. You were fantastic the way you ran the ball. Fantastic. Way to run the ball. And number one, the face of the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. What a quarterback. This guy's 30 touchdowns, 30 some odd thousand, 3,000 some odd yards already in the air. It's, my God, it's unbelievable, man. It's crazy. Oh, my God. So here's your list heading into week 13. Lamar Jackson at 10, Geno Smith at 9, Justin Herbert 8, Kirk Cousins 7. Joe Burrow, six. Jim and Jay, five. Josh Allen, four. Tua, three. Jalen Hurts, best running back on this list. Two. Patrick Mahomes, one. There you have it. How can he talk about Hurts like he doesn't, but ranks him so high? <laughs> I think you answered your own question, GT. I'd be a moron not to. GT, look at what GT just said. How can he talk about, I've said nothing but great things about Jalen Hurts. I don't like the style. What do you want me to say to you? He's 10-1. He, he protects the football. He's limited in turn. You, can I tell you the most can, guy? The most important stat that Jalen Hurts has, it's not the touchdowns. It's the turnovers or the lack thereof. Don't you see it? Jalen doesn't have giant touchdown numbers like some of these other freak guys do. But what he has is he doesn't turn the ball over. He's not a turnover guy. And turnover results in winning. Okay? He doesn't turn the ball over. He just doesn't. If he wins it, all hell will break the ceiling for running quarterbacks. Oh, Yale. Yale, think this out. If Jalen wins the whole thing, can you imagine either him or Lamar have a shot at winning it? I don't think Lamar as much as Jalen because I don't think Lamar has the team. 
And those are really the only two running quarterbacks that are going to have a chance this year. The rest of them are all passers. Kyler Murray's not going anywhere. So it's really going to be on those two guys to try to get the deal done. You imagine if those, if those two guys make it to the Super Bowl, they will change the sport forever. They will change it. Kaepernick was close to doing it. I, I know people think Kaepernick sucked. I never thought he did. I thought Colin Kaepernick was on a shitty team. And after they let Harbaugh go, Trent Belke destroyed that 49er team. I never thought Colin Kaepernick sucked. 263, 187 in a playoff game against Green Bay. Come on, man. And he almost did the same shit in the Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick was a good football player. I don't care what you think about his politics. I don't care about it. He was a good football player. Kneeling down, I don't give a shit about that. It has nothing to do with me. Dude, you can kneel for anything you want in life. I don't care. It has nothing to do with me. I care the guy wins games, and I care the guy puts numbers up and can put a team on his back. He did. Well, you are witnessing it right now. Every week, enjoy it. Nah! You bet I'm enjoying it. You bet, baby. Maniac. You take Jalen. I'll take Josh. I would never have a style that Jalen Hurts has. I'm going to try to do everything I can to coach that out of Josh Allen. He's got to be smart like Jalen. He's more gifted. Superior in arm talent. Superior. Superior arm talent. Superior. I do have a question for you. I went back in Eagle history and looked at something. Yeah, Josh Allen, he's got to reign as Brett Farvin. Can't have that. He's got to reign to Brett Farvin. Explain this to me, please. You guys were uh, well, you guys were ten and one in 04, and you guys were ten and one in seventeen. Why does this team get more criticism and has more people not paying attention to them than those other two teams? Why? Is it because 17 was a surprise Super Bowl? 04, you were kind of expected to win the Super Bowl that year, if I remember right. This team, everyone looks at their 10 and 1 and goes, I heard Stephen A. Smith say today, he had the Eagles the fifth best team in the league. I'm like, I don't think about I don't think they're that low. Because they're a run first team. I completely, is that it? Remember when Foles was 27 and two and had a huge deal? Because the haters like you, Dan. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Underdogs, baby. Wentz was better in 17 than Hertz is this year. Oh, my God. Carson Wentz was better. He threw way more touchdowns. He threw way more touchdowns. Carson Wentz did play better in 17 than Jalen's playing this year. That could be something to that. McNabb. McNabb. Yeah, Wentz, Wentz played better in 17. Hands down. Not close. Not close. <laughs> JM, but not by a lot. You know what I mean? Not by a lot. It's just different. Okay? It's just different. Seriously, Sills. What if they handed the ball off every play with our old line? Who's stopping it? Chris, no one. No, no one, Chris. I think the Niners would give – Chris, I think the Niners would give you a run for your money because I think they're really stout defensively in their line. They got all world linebackers. They're not that hot back in their back end secondary. But Bozik can rush the passer. Okay? What's Wentz doing now? Collecting $33 million that you gave him. Philly gave him that money in his contract. Congratulations. Because of the Eagles, he makes $33 million sitting on the bench. Way to go. That was classic. <laughs> What's Wentz doing now? He's benefiting from the contract that Howie Roseman signed him to. That's what he's doing. You want to be, you know, hey, you could talk about his career or whatever you want. He still makes $33 million a year. <laughs> How you feeling? Congratulations. Got one over on the Eagles. Played a good couple of years. Gee, he played a good couple of years, got a $33 million deal, and now he sits on the bench in Washington watching a guy making $1.4 million lead his football team. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Who knew Howie and Lori? <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, that's why. You know what, Yale? Sometimes when I sit here and people want to give Howie Roseman a lot of credit, how he's cleaning up after his own dump he made. How do you give a guy credit for digging his own shithole? He's the guy that wrecked it and built it up. Congratulations. Okay. Well, you're the one that effed it up in the first place. You're the one that ripped it down, tore it up. You didn't like it or whatever reason. I don't know. And what you did was you ripped the entire team to pieces. He's the guy that destroyed it from a Super Bowl team to a 4-11-1 team. And now he gets credit for building it back up? Okay, congratulations. You fixed your shithole. You, you, you fixed the commode. Congratulations. I don't know how you get pats on the back for that. That's not consistent winning. That's consistent meddling. When you're constantly ripping something up, ripping it down, ripping it up, you know what that is? It's the sign of a bookworm running your team. A guy who sits there with pencils and 
protractors and erasers instead of true talent evaluators like you see in Pittsburgh or you see in Baltimore. That's what you have. And so you want to sit here, well, doesn't he get credit for the draft? The Kobe Dean has been a no-show. Jordan Davis needs to stay out of White Castle. The rest of them, How he fixed what he broke. Philip, you want to give him credit for that? Okay, I guess. I guess. Dallas, Shakir. Dallas does a great job at drafting. Dallas does a great job at identifying. You know what Dallas does a shitty job of? Meddling in game day decisions on Sunday. Howie. And also meddling when it comes to paying the players overpriced value for the market value that they have. Every single player. You know who the guy is the best player on the Cowboys is Micah Parsons, and he's in a rookie deal. Cowboys are going to fuck that up too. They'll overpay him, and it'll destroy the salary cap even more. You're going to pay Dak Prescott $45 million, and you're probably going to pay Michael Parsons, 35. Where are you paying with the rest of them? You see, guys, the one thing the league doesn't allow you to do is stockpile players anymore. This is not Alabama. This is not the Cowboys of the 90s. You can't do that. That's what made what New England did so remarkable. They were never going to pay Darrell Rivas top dollar. They were never going to pay Randy Moss top dollar. They were never going to play guys like, what was his name? Sony Michelle, top dollar. They were never going to do that, ever. Chandler Jones, they moved him. Chandler Jones wanted big money. I always thought that was one of the biggest mistakes that they made. He's a 100-sack guy. But you had Brady in the building. How he also wasted first-round picks. Also wasted first-round draft picks for two years. And you're not utilizing Devontae. Dan, the sooner you realize the offense is predicted on RPO. Dude, the RPO is killing Devontae Smith. It's killing him. It's killing his numbers. Why receivers get paid on production? Not because you like them and the organization. Because just like I heard Brian Westbrook today. You know what Brian Westbrook said that Joe Banner did to him? Hey, you're not one of these guys. or You're not one of these guys. or You're not one of these guys when they were negotiating a contract. They're going to do the same shit to Devontae. You're, they're going to do the same shit to Jalen. You guys are under some misnotion here that how he's just going to come walking in with a bag of money and throw it at Jalen. You're out of your tree. No owner in the league does that. Well, I'll take that back. The guy in Cleveland did, Jimmy Haslam, because he had to. You know why Haslam paid 230 for Deshaun Watson? 
because they effed up the number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield. That covers that. He paid $230 million guaranteed money for the screw-up of drafting that dude number one overall. If you had to redraft Baker Mayfield again, would Baker Mayfield be a third-rounder, fourth-rounder, fifth-rounder? Number one overall pick. Jalen will get 35-40. Go ahead. Good luck. I'm not paying that guy that money. I don't blame Howie. The play calling. Really, Jay? So you don't think he's involved in game time decisions on who to play and who not to play? How many times have you heard Nick Sirianni say, we sit around, we talk about the game plan and how he's in the building? I heard him say it during training camp. Fourth round, Jay? That's awful. Nice. Fourth round. But again, why does it... Why do you think this team takes more shots in the face? This 10-1 and team versus the 0-4 team and the 17 team. Again, I think the 17 team, I don't think nobody thought that they were going to win it. And all of a sudden, you guys were rolling towards it, and all of a sudden, it just picked up momentum. Would you not say you started really thinking that this team could do something? When you started seeing, you couldn't have thought that they could have won the Super Bowl after Wentz went down. I would say this. You probably thought that 17 team, once they got to the playoffs and you saw Wentz playing or Foles playing in the playoffs and you went, huh, maybe. Plus you saw the shitty quarterbacks that were playing. Case Keenum, Matt Ryan. They weren't playing like Favre and Rodgers and any of them other guys. Those quarterbacks weren't in the playoff picture then. It was Case Keenum. And that's why you were able to put Foles played great. Now, Foles outplayed the GOAT. So, Sills, what would you pay Jalen? Between 35 and 40. Three-year contract. But here's the deal. I would guarantee the whole three years. I would go to Jalen Hurts and say this. Between 35 and 40, somewhere in there, I'd give him a three-year contract, and I would guarantee all three years. I guarantee it all. You get him under market value. The cap will go up. His contract will probably be when, if you're talking 40, probably put him at fifth or sixth, and in three years, he'll be 10th. And you'll be able to maneuver. If they do it that way, they'll survive. Unlike the rest of the $40 million quarterbacks who have not panned out. Every one of those $40 million quarterbacks has not panned out. Except Mahomes. The rest of them have not returned investment. Dax of the world, Kyler Murray's. It hasn't. Yet to be determined if Jalen does running quarterbacks, and if that's the way it's going, paying them, we'll see. It hasn't happened yet. Personally, I think Baltimore, I think they're going to move on from Lamar. 
They're going to trade him to the Dolphins, who have the 49er, get this, who have the 49er picks. And they're going to get the 49, and they're going to get the Dolphin picks. And they're going to take a first round quarterback. You watch. And they're going to have the quarterback on a rookie deal. And they're going to be able to rebuild Baltimore the same way Philadelphia built the Eagles on a quarterback making $1.4 million. That's the new trend on rebuilding. You got to find a quarterback that can win games for you at a low economic price. That's why Garoppolo is a steal. Jalen Hurts is so valuable. He's arguably one of the most valuable quarterbacks I've seen in a long time. You know why? He makes shit money, and you have the latitude to do whatever you want if you're Howie. Even if you screw up in free agency, you can cover it with another move. Look at the Cowboys. They can't do anything. Why is that? Well, the quarterback makes $45 million a year, and you got a back who makes 20. Why do you think they jettisoned Amari Cooper? He was making 20. He had three players at $75 million. <laughs> not going anywhere with that. You're not going anywhere with that. You economically have to stay two years ahead of where you are currently for you to be viable every year. That's why the Patriots let guys go every year. How did they let Stefan Gilmore go? Stefan Gilmore two years ago, or three years ago, what was it, 19? He was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. They wanted a new contract. They said, fuck that. <laughs> Out. Out. Well, we'll win games with him or without him. I don't care. And they let him walk. They let him walk. Who would get paid more, Tua or Hurts? Fan, I would say this. I'd pay Hurts more. I feel comfortable giving Hurts the money. Tua, he's a hit away from a convalescent home. I mean, seriously. Right? I mean, the one th- if you're Miami, you still have to make this decision yet. Do I pay Tua Tugavaiola $45 million? Hey, here, what's this? What's more of a gamble? I think they're both gambles when you ask me. What's a bigger gamble? $45 million for Tua or $45 million for Jalen? I think they're both gambles. I think both guys need to have a lot around them to win. Tua's made a paper mache. I got a problem trusting that. Dude, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't lose his job in San Francisco because of talent. Jimmy Garoppolo lost it because of injuries and not being available. That's why he lost his gig. He didn't lose it because he wasn't winning. The record speaks for itself. Okay? Formerly known as JoJo. Absolutely. That's the point here. You can't pay everybody. That's what makes the league parody. Or I say shitty football, they say parody. When, when, when you have... Are you 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 guys are really the reason the Eagles are the best team in the league or the best roster in the league 
Because your quarterback makes shit. It's the only reason. It's the only reason. It's not because Howie is some sort of guru at drafting. You're out of your mind. That's why you got 14 guys that are going to be free agents at the end of the year. You think that's selective drafting and being an expert analysis guy when it comes to picking players? Howie's got 14 free agents at the end of the year. That's not, that's not a core group of dudes. Draft expert. Really? Where? Jalen will probably be his best pick in his entire time in Philly. Probably. He can't pick wideouts. He can't pick corners. He can't pick linebackers. He can't pick edge rushers. Where are you telling me he's a real O-line? Yeah, it's because he's got Jeff Stoutland in the building. The best O-line. Guys are blinded sometimes by this guy because he goes into free agency and covers his fuck-ups. You make it sound like he's brilliant. (laughs) The brilliance is the contract with the quarterback. He makes no money. You hit on a guy. You see, look, look, look at this. Jalen may not be Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, but get this. If he's anywhere near them, you're saving $44 million on your cap for a guy that is in the top three for MVP. The rest of those guys are making $45 million bucks. The Eagles say $44 million in one guy. Yeah. I mean, let's be candid here. It This team hasn't been put together through the draft. The O-line, yes. Okay, yeah, but you've got the best O-line coach and best O-line evaluator. There's no coincidence to that. So you think if Jeff Stoutland wasn't the offensive line coach for the Eagles, you'd have the same group? Do you actually think Howie would pick the same guys if Stoutland wasn't there? <laughs> okay. Devontae Smith? Wake me up, Justin, when that guy gets a grand and 100 catches. Then I'll let you know when he's good. Underutilized talent. Of all the players on the Eagle team, the most wasted talent on that team is him. Devontae Smith, in another pro-style offense, would be a 12, 1,300-yard guy, I think. And I would throw the ball to him. Like if he was in Cincinnati... How many people believe if Devontae Smith was with Joe Burrow, he'd have 1,300 yards? How many people believe that? With Jamar Chase on the other side. So are you trying to tell me that Jalen Waddle's that much better? Jalen Waddle will have another season where he's going to be over 1,000, probably 1,500. In less catches, more production. You have two receivers in Miami with 1,500 yards. 
The Eagles O-line reminds me of the 98-99. Yeah, that's a great – with Alex Gibb as the offensive line coach, 85. Very athletic, like Kelsey, not 300-pound guys. I know that th- these guys are. That's a great comparison. Alex Gibb was one of the better offensive line coaches. No question about it. No question about it. This offensive line does remind me of those guys. Very athletic, get out in the perimeter, really good on sweeps. Eagle O-line is really great on sweeps. Jay Money, Dan, serious question. You said earlier the Eagles wouldn't beat the Niners. But you also picked the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl this year. Add Jay Money. Do I think at home, all kidding aside, Jay Money, at home it, in Philly at the link, I think the Eagles would beat them. It'd be a hell of a football game. I think they beat them. But I, I, I do not believe that would be some sort of like pushover game. I mean, you, dude, you could see a 17-10 game there because those two teams would beat each other up. Both can run the ball. The Niners have the best offensive tackle in the game. The Niners have the one of the better tight ends in the game. Will Goddard be back? Probably. Debo Samuel and A.J., Almost the same guy. They've got a back that's more versatile than what Miles is still. Probably go a little there. The quarterback's experienced in San Francisco. Jalen has gained a lot of experience, but he's not as experienced as that guy because that guy's actually won playoff games. And I think the defense for the Niners is superior than the the, uh, Eagles defense. Superior. Better pass rusher, better linebackers. Your DBs are banged up. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, I don't know. I don't believe he plays the rest of the regular season. You're not going to tell your opponent that because you still want them the game plan that he may play. See, if he plays, be great. Be, be enormous to get him back. But that kind of injury is kind of a frightening injury. You got to be careful with it, too. They're going to wait for the swelling to go down to see where he is because there are stages of lacerated kidneys. Now, for them not to have surgery, that's a huge thing, and it's a great thing to hear. Great. Lord, the 49ers defense is probably the best in the league. They're the best. Bose's the best edge-rushing defensive hand in the dirt in the league. He's the best. And if you had to put his... Right now, is he the best defensive edge rusher and best defensive pass rusher in the game? Yes. The guy up in um, New England's having a great year, too. Okay. We have a running back who's going to get 1,000 yards. Okay. He's not only going to get 1,000 yards, he's probably going to get twelve to 1,300 yards. McCaffrey's going to be a a guy who's probably going to have 50 catches, 900 rushing yards, and he's going to be a Brian Westbrook. I said this, I, I, I watched that interview with Brian Westbrook, and I say this to you, Brian Westbrook, to me, is a better version of Christian McCaffrey because he's healthier and he's better. He's, he's, Brian Westbrook was a great football, borderline Hall of Fame guy. I think he's better than Shady McCoy because he can do more. 
pass protection, pass receiving, running in between the tackles. He did it all. Westbrook is probably the most complete player the Eagles have had since 2000. I say that with no problem, including T.O. T.O. had one year. This guy did it every year. He's a great football player. One of the great greatest Eagles in the last 25 years. I mean, you take that guy off a football field, you're going to feel the impact. Pass protection. Alone. He picked up blitzes as well as any back I've seen since Walter Payton. His pass protection was unbelievable. For him to be that astute, he must have sat in offensive line meetings to pick up the techniques that he had. And then for him to be able to catch a football coming out in the perimeter the way he did, and then turn around, not miss games, and he could run the ball 23 times. It's remarkable. Brian Westbrook today in the open market would make $25 million. He'd be the highest paid guy in the league at that position. It's just a great player. I mean, he's like Marshall Falk, but just not as big as Falk. Just tremendous. Shady was great. Don't get me wrong. Shady, probably pure best back you've had. But Westbrook, too much. Too much. Plus, you had a quarterback that could get him the ball. I mean, your receivers were not really anything to write home about in those teams. Those 0405 teams, you know, the 06 and 02 teams, those not really, I mean, what, Fred Mitchell and them kind of dudes? Not really anybody to sit and write home about. The TO2, again, Yuri had 14 touchdowns. He was he was special. I'm shocked that McCaffrey still I am too, Matt. That was one of the big criticisms that uh, Xander had when him, when that that news broke that McCaffrey went to the Niners. How long is it before he's injured? And they've done a pretty nice job. They've done a pretty nice job with him on keeping him relatively healthy. (laughs) FedEx. Christian McCaffrey has a knee problem. Still playing, though. And he, they're gonna, I think he's playing against the Dolphins this weekend. Buckholder was pretty decent, but not like this guy, man. This guy was just a tremendous player. Just a tremendous football player. I love the I, you know, in a couple of weeks I'm gonna get him on too. Xander, Xander's looking at it probably through the right lens. Because the Niners don't scare me really. Because he's probably looking at Jimmy G and going, we could beat that guy. He looks at Brady and the Cowboys and goes, do I really want to play them guys? Okay. I, I, I think the Eagles are better than the Cowboys. I don't see where you match up anywhere across the line with the Cowboys where they have an advantage. Where? Okay. Your run defense is better than them. Their edge rushers are better than you. Their corners are healthier than you. Their back end, and here's probably the most important one, though. Their coordinator's better than yours. 
Is Kellen Moore better than Shane Steichen? I don't know. You know why? I think that Shane Steichen has done a really nice job with the RPO creation that is tailor-made an offensive system for Jalen Hurts. And I think he's really done a nice job customizing it. I, Shane Steichen, I want you guys to understand something. I talked to Frank Reich about him. Shane Steichen is not an RPO offensive coordinator. I found this to be a remarkable conversation Frank and I had. I said, he's never coached RPOs. He goes, no. What coordinator do you know has coached RPOs in today's NFL? I said, good point. So when you get one of these guys, you've got to readjust every single thing you do. When I went from Philip Rivers to Jacoby Brissett, Frank goes like this. It was night and day. That's why when they won the Super Bowl in 17, there wasn't that much of a nuance change from Wentz to Foles. Less, less designed run plays for Foles versus Wentz was probably the only thing that was different in that 17 Eagle offense. This is Frank Wright's words. We probably ran less designed plays for the quarterback to run. Foles was just as good of arm, and he's streaky. He's I think I think Frank said that Nick Foles can be like Peyton or Eli Manning streaky in playoffs. Gets on a streak and he just he's rolling downhill. He goes and he goes through these terrible bumps and bruises during a regular season. But if he gets rolling, he's almost unstoppable. Saikin is doing a great job aside from a couple bad games. Yeah, I think I think the adjustment from losing Goddard, you know, I think that threw them for a loop against uh, Indianapolis. Okay? Okay? I, I I think they 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 had some bumps. They had some bumps in that trying to trying to figure it out, and that's why you saw more carries. All right, I got to take a timeout. I want to reset. Also, week thirteen of the NFL. Coaches that are on the hot seat, according to Vegas and Atlantic City. My top ten NFL teams. We'll do that next. Hour number three. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. 
He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Our number three national football show. Devontae Smith is nowhere near Jalen Waddle. Not close. When it comes to production, talent-wise, maybe. You can't sit here on November 30th and make those proclamations. How can you do that? He's had 28 games as a wide receiver in your system and he's been dramatically underused. How many games has he played? 28 ball games. You think, how about this? Let's do this. How about this? In 28 games, give me a grade on Devontae Smith's impact so far. In the last year in 11 games, what would that be? Let's see how blinded you are by your green and white here. Because I'll tell you the truth. What do you think the production is? And by the way, let's take a look at Jalen Waddle. Let's take a look at Jalen Waddle with Tucker Viola and Jacoby Brissett a year ago, too. Jalen Waddle's stats sought to be very embarrassing. Jalen Waddle got 963 yards already on 56 catches. Last year, he had 104 catches. For 1,050. So as of right now, he's theory got 2,000 receiving yards 
let's see where Jalen is. Let's see where Devontae is. Devontae Smith's stats. Nine hundred sixteen yards last year on pace for the same. And he's got six oh nine. Jalen Waddle has five hundred more yards receiving. He's got 60 more catches with Jacoby Brissett and Tua Tagovailoa. It's not close. It's not close. See what Nick says, stop comparing. How do you think football players are compared? Why do you think you take a shit on Howie Roseman when the Eagles draft Jalen Rager and the Vikings draft Justin Jefferson? When quarterbacks come out in the same draft, 83-04. When running backs like Todd Gurley and other guys get compared. Sorry, it's the way of the world, guy. Once again, Devontae Smith is the most underutilized football player on your team for being a first-round pick. You're not getting your return on investment. Number one wide receivers, first-rounders, are 100-catch guys, are 1,000-yard receiver guys. You're getting a return on investment with Jamar Chase. If Devontae was drafted in the second and third round, we wouldn't have conversations like this. He'd be overachieving. Hunter Renfro is a fifth rounder. Smitty is a casualty of this offense. The benefactors from this offense are Jalen and Miles Sanders. AJ, too. AJ's having a career year, but by the end of the year, AJ Brown is going to be kind of where he always is. 1,100 yards. More catches this year. Probably break his um, all time record for catches. I think his all time record's 68. He's never had a 100 catch season. He ain't having one this year. $25 million, paying him for red zone. I'm, look, he's a great player. He's a great player. And that's the going rate for those guys. And I think he's a jump ball freak, and I think he's a yak freak. I think all of that. I, I, I don't have a problem, even though he's been Casper to ghost the last three weeks. I don't, have, I don't have a problem with him. I do think he'll have a great game against Tennessee. What, to what extent, we'll see. Okay. Hertz has more passing attempts than Tua. Tua's missed two games, jackass. Let's look at Tua's numbers. 
That's a good point. Tua took a Viola stats. Let's take a look at this. Here's the last couple weeks for Tucker Viola. 300 yards, touchdown, no picks. 285, three touchdowns, no picks. 135 quarterback rating. 302, three touchdowns, no picks. 135-7. Detroit, 382, three touchdowns, no picks. 138-7. 261, one touchdown, no picks. 92-7. 469, six touchdowns, two picks, 124 quarterback rating. Where are you even coming up with any kind of conversation where you're comparing Tua Tucker Viola to Jalen Hurts as a passer? It ain't close. It ain't close. Devontae is not built for RPO offenses. That's why Saban benched him. Sills, please compare our rushing attempts to those other teams. Rushing teams don't win Super Bowls. Last five years. What rushing team won a Super Bowl? Rushing teams got all bounced last year. All the running teams got bounced. Every one of them. Jay, it's not that it's a bad passing system what the Eagles run. It's just not a spread offense where you're going to have and utilize Look, so you're telling me Dallas Goddard has been that much of a factor where, get this, so if Dallas Goddard was on the field, Devontae Smith would have no catches and targets. Why draft a guy in the first round? Philadelphia's not a place for wideouts. You don't come to Philly or Baltimore to play wide receiver. You don't. That's why you've never had him. Is it a good passing system? The route combos are garbage. Nick, I have no idea. Okay? You keep asking the dumbest fucking question on the planet. I have no idea. I have no idea. Come to Philly if you want to win. You think wide receivers? Hey, 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 Yale. So you actually think wide receivers have this conversation? Hey, screw my numbers. I don't care about my place in the NFL. I just want to win. You really think that? Do you actually think you're talking to high school wide receivers? Do you actually think that you're talking to people that have that high school mentality that are wide receivers in today's NFL? You don't care about my numbers. I just want to win games. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a modern-day wideout. That sounds like Odell Beckham. That sounds like Devontae Adams. Hey, I just want to win. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it. Hey, man, if I don't get 1,000 yards or 100 catches, screw it. I don't care. You know. 
It's okay. I just, I just want to win. <laughs> okay. Sales, you think Hurts wins a Super Bowl in Philadelphia? No. Ever. <clears throat> I want to see that style win first. I haven't. Dude, if Michael Vick can't, what makes him? If Michael Vick can't win, why can't they figure? That's a great question. Why can't they figure out what to do with Smitty? 85, best question you've ever asked me. Okay. That is a super question. Um, I think they may. Because you know why? I think your quarterback's smart enough to fill it and figure it out. See that RPO? Watch this. When, when Jalen gets the RPO, guys, he's not looking down the field for Devontae. You understand that in them RPOs. When you're a drop-back guy, you go through progressions. The RPO takes progression reading out of the offense. It's a one-target offense. If he's not open, run. If he's not open, run. That's why you guys even tell me this all the time, don't you? Hey, one week it's Goddard. One week it's AJ. Could be Devontae. But it's never all three of them. We have not seen a game this year where all three were superstar players. You see that with some of the... Now, to the Eagles' credit, the Eagles have a low turnover offense. I think it's more important for Philly not to have the turnover than it is to have five touchdown passes or five rushing touch. I think it's more important for them to have that. Three, three four touchdowns, no turnovers. Then to have this number like in Buffalo or in Kansas City. Six touchdowns, three turnovers. Vic in this offense would be fire. But what wide receiver did he ever hit all the time? He wasn't, he didn't have big time passing numbers. He never did. He was that dual threat dude that didn't win shit. Didn't win nothing. And in this offense, he had Andy Reid as a play caller. Phillies bully ball, clock, time of possession. Absolutely. I, I That's not the style that – see, I guess, too, what I would say to you guys is the Philadelphia Eagle offense takes no – I'll tell you one thing, though, that Jalen is starting to get. He's starting to get the pass interference call down the field. The, the, the referees are starting to give him that autonomy. Where they're they're buying into they're starting to buy into him more. You're seeing more PI calls down the field. That's a good sign because the Eagle offense takes no advantage of today's NFL passing game. Zero advantage of it. Dude, most of these teams throw the ball down the field for a reason. You know why? I think 70% of the time the rest are going to be on the side of the offense for pass interference. And the Eagles just don't do that. They just don't do it. They'd rather RPO it to death. Watch, like I said, here's Jalen. 
boom, reading the guy. If this guy crashes down, he takes it and runs. If he decides to rush, pulls it, throws it to one target. That's why Devontae's running routes for no reason. It's not a spread offense. RPO has nothing to do with spread offense. That's why you don't have multiple guys every game making big yardage or big. You have guys making big plays, but they don't have big games. The offense has benefited one guy. Throwing the ball down the field will only create turnovers. Larry, I believe that that is the fundamental philosophy that they have in that offense, and it's working. I completely agree, Larry. It is a low turnover offense. Low turnover. And to me, that is totally... And plus, you get a quarterback that can go for 157, and he could be kind of average. He was average throwing the ball last week against Green Bay. 16 to 28. I don't know. 150. (laughs) The two touchdowns, good. They scored. I don't really care about the number of yards, but the 16 to 28, below average or a little, little above average. The best thing about Hertz is that he's more aware of his strengths. and That's totally a great comment. That's totally a great comment. Smitty will be the NFL MVP next year with 2K yards and 22 touchdowns. Only on Madden. (laughs) Only on Madden. Only on Madden, my friend. I'll make a prediction to you too, Jameson. Devontae Smith will never have, ever, a 1,000-yard season in Philadelphia. Ever. He'll never have a 100-catch season too. Ever. If it ain't broke, why fix it? Well, because when you lose a player like Dallas Goddard, you're going to rely on your running back? slash quarterback to carry the ball 18, 18, 19 times a game. It's not sustainable. Show me the crystal ball, my guy, all these predictions. Well, we'll get there. I was told that Jalen was going to throw for 4,500 yards. Xander said 75 touchdowns um, to beat 2,000 yard receivers. Everyone's telling me <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> Not even remotely close. Man, eh, Jalen make it 3,800 passing yards. 26 touchdowns, somewhere in there. As predicted. Somewhere in there, 900 yards rushing. Be a great season. Be a great season. Almost a 2,000... Um, 17th season for Lamar Jackson. Dan Eagle's got to stop illegal man downfield. Yeah, but hey, 85. The RPO has that built in to illegal man downfield. 
dude, if you step three or four and get this, you know what the defensive line coaches on the opposing team and the defensive coordinators do to the refs prior to the game? Keep an eye on the RPO and that offensive line going past the line of scrimmage. The reason you're getting called for that is because that RPO, those old linemen, if they step over the line of scrimmage, you get called for a legal man downfield, even if you're three yards, two yards, one yard, half a yard over that line of scrimmage, it's a legal man downfield. And it's a big fundamental thing on that RPO because you're not allowed on that RPO to leave that line of scrimmage. Because the RPO is considered a pass first to the refs. And if they start getting down the field on RPOs, illegal man downfield right off the bat, they got to hold their water. It's a harder thing to block for offensive linemen. Because think about it. Even if the offensive line guys don't even know if it's a run play first because the quarterback dictates that off the safety. So you've got to hold your water. And if it is a pass, then they got a pass probe. If it's a run, you're late on contact, which makes it even more remarkable that you could run for 363. Those guys are gifted. That's why they're really good at the RPO run part of it. That's why they've given up some pressure this year, except for Lane. Lane's had a really great year. He's had a great year this year. Dan, don't they get a one-yard grace? Vlad, Vlad, think about this. RPO, when Jalen is behind the line of scrimmage and got the ball in his hand, he's in a pass position. If you're an offensive lineman and you cross the, cross the line of scrimmage, that's a legal man downfield. You don't get a grace on that. There's no great it's, – it's, it's pass interference. I mean, it's – it's a legal man downfield. That's why they've been called so many times this year on it. It's, it's, it's a tough block. Because the quarterback, he holds, he holds the, the safety because he's waiting to see what that guy does. If he comes crashing down, Jalen either keeps it, hands it. If he goes back into coverage, he'll probably run it himself. If he blitzes, he'll probably stand back there and throw it. It's a hard block, man. Seals, you drive me crazy, but I love your show, man. <laughs> hey, Sean. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. You'd be shocked how many times my wife says that. Hey, and, hey, hey, and Sean, just so you know, my wife and my daughter call me the most obnoxious human being they've ever known in their life. So trust me, it's not just you guys. Okay, see, I don't really think I am. I'm, I'm, I'm more level-headed. You know, unlike, unlike um, Rob and, you know, Barrett and, and, and D-Gon and Xander, I'm more level-headed. You know, you, you, I, 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 things don't phase me like those guys. <laughs> uh, I'm right, Big Dan. How in the hell do you stop this RP? Hey, I'll tell you this, GT. There's something that is really Jalen Hurts runs the Jalen Hurts runs the best RPO I've ever seen college or pro. 
he really and the coaches have done a great job at putting that together. I believe that this is what the Wildcat was supposed to be. They were always looking for a guy who could be accurate and be good in the passing game, and they got it here with Hurts. I think this. I think the RPO offense to me is 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 a better form of the Wildcat because you got a quarterback that can actually. He's not exceptionally accurate, but he's accurate enough to make you have to to, to make you have to game plan it. You know, there's certain guys. Here, here, here's a great example. Sean Payton tried to run the RPO with Tyson Hill. Tyson Hill couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Okay, he was a better man's version of Tebow in the NFL. Tebow was a terrible passer. He just was terrible, but he ran the RPO. But Tebow couldn't throw the ball. Jalen's a better Tebow in the NFL. That's what they wanted Tebow to do, is exactly what Jalen's doing. Okay? All these quarterbacks that have come out, these RPO guys who you couldn't find a spot for if you created one back in the day. Well, they've created it in Philly. Maybe you'll start to see more of these offenses in the league. Maybe. I don't know. Okay? Maybe you start to see there's two of them in the league now. Well, there's three. Kyler Murray, Lamar, and Jalen. Those are the only three, really. You can't put Josh Allen. Josh Allen's got a cannon, and he's accurate. He's stupid in the red zone right now. Mahomes isn't really. He creates passing lanes with his mobility. He's not really a guy that's going to try to go for 150 yards rushing. That's not who he is. Herbert's a traditional drop-back guy. Burrow's a traditional drop-back guy. So there's really only three of these dudes in the game. Deshaun Watson, too. Deshaun Watson's a drop-back guy. He's not really a mobile guy. He's more in line with, with Patrick Mahomes. I think the coordinator is being an issue up there in Buffalo. I think Ken's got to do a better job, in my opinion. I think he's got to do a better job. All right. Daniel Jones. He's the terrible passer. But they got great coaching going on there. Daniel Jones is a runner. Here are the big sills. Top 10 teams. As we enter week 13. Number 10. The Tennessee Titans, who are currently in the three-hole right now in the AFC playoff picture, even though beaten last week by the defending AFC champion Bengals, I think the Titans, who are sitting at 7-4, and four, are a pretty well-coached team. Love Mike Vrabel. I think they got some really fine ball players. I don't think their offensive line is all that hot, but you got Derrick Henry and you got Jeffrey Simmons and you got Mike Vrabel. I've got the Titans at number 10. Number nine. The only reason I have the Baltimore Ravens at nine is because of Lamar. By the way, 
I got the Titans as of today beating the Eagles on Sunday. I don't. Number eight. The Minnesota Vikings. Win a big game, guys. Come on, man. Win a big game. I'm nine and two. And the two games you lost, you were killed. Number seven, Joey B. Joey B. Not something about that guy. Man, you talk about paying. Hey, who would you rather pay? Jalen Hurts or that guy, $45 million? Oh, man. <laughs> That's like asking me, man. Hey, you want to go out with Kate Upton or her sister? <laughs> I, I want to go out. Can, do, I, do I have a choice? Yeah, you get to go out with Kate Upton. Okay, well, I'll go out with Kate Upton. You want to go out with Kate Upton or her sister? I'll take Kate Upton. Joey B's going to get 60 million, Xander's Hey, dude. Joey B! The Bengals he turned around. The Bengals. The best team in Ohio, including Ohio State, is the guy that Ohio State threw out, Joe Burrow. He's His Bengals are better than the Browns and Ohio State. <laughs> Dude, Bengal football is fashionable in Ohio? What? Joey B. Joey B. Love Joey B. That's a guy. That's a guy you spend that kind of money on. Joey B. Look at look at Yale sounding like a Yankee fan. Repeat, then I'll believe. <laughs> now you sound hey, now you sound like me, Yale. Yeah, Yankees win the World Series. This is years ago. Yeah, you know what though? Can they do it again? This is New York, you know? This ain't sitting here. We're not the Mets. You know who Met fans are? Met fans are every fall they turn their hat inside out and become Yankee fans. You know who Met fans are? That, let me guess. Jody likes the Mets too. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Jody likes the Mets and the Jets. Let me guess. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, Met fans, you turn your hat inside out every every October and you become Yankee fans. <laughs> Yo, sounds like, hey, do it again. Then I'll believe this guy's a really good guy. Tori, I don't believe it. I want to see him do it again. He won five of them. <laughs> Number six, Jimmy J, the San Francisco 49ers, led by Jimmy J. I just love me some Jimmy J, man. You can't get you can't get away from 44-19-0. Two NFC championship games in the do you know if he goes to another one? He'll go to three NFC title games. Three of the last four years. He sucks. <laughs> Who in their right mind wouldn't want that wreck? Is there a quarterback in the NFC that has that record? If he goes to another NFC title, he'll go to three of the last four conference title games in the NFC. There's nobody in the NFC that would have that distinction of Garoppolo. 
three of the last four conference title games, Garoppolo will be the quarterback for the Niners. Uh, he sucks. <laughs> Jim and Jay, all the girls want to see him too. That's what I love the most. The Golden State Warrior chicks going up to him. Hi, Jimmy. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's such a, you know, it, for an Italian guy like me, man, we, you know, you know, when I was a young kid, man, in my basement, my grandfather had DiMaggio, Esposito, Marciano, and Benito Mussolini. And I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding about Mussolini. I go, Grip, who, who, who's, who? Hey, DiMaggio, remember. Always remember about DiMaggio. He's the guy. Always remember. Never go wrong with DiMaggio. <laughs> What about Testaverde? That means green head in Italian. Did you know that? Testaverde means green hat. I don't know. I thought I'd throw that out there to you. Jimmy J. Here we go, baby. Now we're in the top five. Number five, the team that I have picked to go to the Super Bowl. Stephen A. Smith said they belong here. Nah, he didn't say that. The Buffalo Bills are in the five hole and rapidly moving up. Number four. Dak is back. Dallas Cowboys at number four. Yes, sir. Cowboys. Hey, when, when's, when's Jalen going to beat Dak Prescott? Is that this year? You think Christmas Eve he beats him? Not. Dak Prescott will be 8-3 and three versus the Eagles in his career. Dude, that's kind of pink slip stuff, right? It's kind of like ownership. You guys have to turn over, like, the um, house papers to Lincoln Financial to Dak Prescott if he wins again. What if they won like 12 of the last 11 or something like that at, at Lincoln Financial, 12 of 14? Okay, so can you – so you, you guys will have to do this. Here's the ownership papers for Lincoln Financial or actually for the Eagles. Here's ownership for the Eagles. Dak, cheers. <laughs> Be eight and three versus you guys. Eagles have run the NFC East for 20 years. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's true. Dude. Yeah, but Dax owned you. Number three. The Miami Dolphins with their explosive Alabama offense led by Tua Tagovailoa. Tua! By the way, you want to hear something too? His brother at Maryland's pretty damn good. Didn't he start his career at Alabama, then transfer to uh, Maryland? Dude, that kid's been pretty good this year. I think he just threw his 50th touchdown pass in his college career at Maryland this past weekend. Hey, man, the kid, the brother is pretty good. I don't know if he's a pro prospect, but he's pretty good. I've watched him a couple times. Not a bad ball player, man. He could play. He might get an opportunity somewhere. 
here we are. What's the top two teams in the NFL? Recap, Big Seals, top 10. Titans, 10. Ravens, 9. Vikings, 8. Bengals, 7. Jimmy J, Niners, 6. Bills, 5. Cowboys, 4. Dolphins, 3. And here are your top two teams. The best team in their conference really done a great job this year. The Philadelphia Eagles are in the two-hole. And the number one team is Big Red and Mahomes. Who do you feel comfortable going into a game with? Jalen Hurts? Or Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni? Or Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if like, like if the people who owned the Titanic went, I think the people that owned the Titanic went with Jalen Hurts and Shane Steichen instead of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. You, you give me those two guys, I'm all right with that. Like, if I owned the Titanic, I'd go, yeah, you know, I think I'm going with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Those are my captains? Yeah, I think I'm going to go that route. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes. Holy cow. What's he on? Dude, he's got to be on pace for like seven, 65 touchdowns and shit like that. He's got to be, man. Let me take a look at that. Look at Tua. Tua's going to put up big numbers this year, man. Patrick Mahomes. According yeah, to yeah, I, 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 I got to think. I, an American football quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs of the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes' stats. He's got to have big ones, man. Look at these numbers. Are you freaking kidding me? Patrick Mahomes has a thousand more passing yards than Hurts. He's on pace for 683 attempts, 451 completions. He'll have more completions than Hurts will have attempts. 66 1 quarterback completion percentage. It's a tick under Hurts, and Hurts doesn't throw the ball. And he's on pace for 5,540 yards, 45 touchdowns, 105.3 QBR. <laughs> it ain't close, my friends. It, 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 it ain't close, my friends. And some would go, well, what about the 12 picks? Well, when you throw the ball 700 times in a season, 12 interceptions is not a huge number. You're looking at it wrong. 700 times he throws the ball and you get 12 picks. That's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. You'll throw the ball 400 times and have four picks. This guy throws the ball 350 more times than you do in a season. 
You're going to have that. This guy doubles the Eagle offense himself. Woo! Wee! Damn! Damn! Wow! Dan, get Jody on. He thinks Jalen's the clear MVP. Jalen's in the in, in the MVP conversation. Clearly, Jody knows better. That awards a stat ward, unfortunately. And by the way, the writers don't see Jalen Hurts as a big-time passer, or they'd be talking about him differently. We all know the truth. They don't look at him as a big-time passing quarterback. They look at him as having – when you hear people talking about Jalen, isn't it condescending? Outside of me. But when you hear other people, like, outside of Philly talking about him, they'll do this. He's having a great year. Does a great job running the RPO. You never hear them talking about his importance to the team and how important he is. You always hear people talking about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes' numbers. You can't get around that. You will never get around that. Vegas says he's second. Of course he is. But he's a distant second. And by the way, the Chiefs are 9-2. and two. We're not talking about a team. That's 7-4 and four here. I mean, you're making it sound like, well, you know, Jalen's outplaying him. The guy's got one more win than him. And this guy's got 700 times more passes thrown and completions and touchdowns. This guy's got 30 TDs already. <laughs> Jalen will never throw for 30 touchdowns in a regular season. Ever. And that RPO offense. Why? Because he doesn't get everybody else involved. You don't have multiple guys each game making big plays. That's been a standard operating procedure the last 28 games. It's either this guy. You guys say it to me. Sills, you know what they said at the beginning? It was either going to be AJ, Devontae, or Goddard. But it's never all of them. When you're a guy like Mahomes, all of them get yards and touchdowns. Not in Philly. It's either him or him. Rest of them, you're off that week. You're not playing. Right? How many teams have 2,000-yard receivers? Oh, Josh. Whoa. I said you'd have one. At the beginning of the year, everybody here was going, now we're going to have 3,000-yard receivers with our tight end. Uh, the quarterback's going to throw for, what was it, Xander? 5,000 yards and 42 touchdowns. I'm like, this ain't happening. <laughs> if you get marginal improvements in the numbers, he'll have a great year. I said somewhere between 26 touchdowns and 28. If he's in that conversation, he had a great year. 3,800 yards passing. 900 rushing. What are you? You're asking this guy to do things it's not capable of doing. Nobody's going to throw for 4,500 yards or run for 1,000 yards, have 12 touchdowns rushing, and have 38 touchdowns passing. No one's ever done that in the league. It won't be him. 
13 TDs to go with six games. <laughs> okay. Okay. Brown has 800 yards. Great. <laughs> Great. Daniel Jalen wins it. Change the narrative for Ryder. Yes. Yes, 85. Let me take a timeout. Week 13 of the NFL. Let me get through that. I want to do that when we come back here too as well. Hit the like button. Keep it here on National Football Show. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh. And go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. National Football Show. Hit the like button here. How you doing, my friends? Appreciate you got coming in here, man. I think it's going to be a very interesting weekend in the NFL. These games are going to be interesting to see. Okay? Pete, 
Suleopia, neg- I haven't been negative. What, because I think that the Titans are healthier than you? And I think the Titans have all the ingredients to beat you? You think that's negative? Okay. That doesn't make it not a good season. You're not going to not just lose one game. And now your injuries have played a factor. You've lost two starting all pros, CJ and Goddard, but you still think you're the best. How's that possible when you lose frontline guys like that? You really think that? You're out of your tree. Out of your tree. Out of your tree. Okay. Here are the games this week. Buffalo at New England. Interesting. Bill Belichick has owned the Buffalo Bills, but the Bills have owned New England over the last couple years. You know that the New England Patriots haven't won a playoff game in three years. Buffalo has to win games like this here, my opinion. That's going to be an interesting ball game, Thursday night football. Sunday, Cleveland at Houston. I can't wait to watch Deshaun Watson play. I am so looking forward to watching him play. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what he's going to bring back to the league again. I am so looking forward to that. I can't wait to watch this guy play. That'll be must-see television. I got to watch him play. Here's a guy that's the richest man, in my opinion, because he got $230 million guaranteed in his contract. Every cent of it. I want you to understand how great this player is. Okay? You want to understand how great this player is? This guy had 28 accusations of sexual misconduct against him. He signed a contract extension for $30 million 18 months earlier. And then guess what? The Browns gave him a raise. They gave him a raise. And they guaranteed more money. And they gave him a starting position. The Browns are going to be great over the next couple of years. They're going to be a great football team. And you know what he put inside the contract for escalators because of the guarantee? Do you know what the secret sauce is in the guaranteed money? Because of the guaranteed money, they can lower his base to a million dollars. They can lower the base to nothing. Because the 230 is considered a signing bonus. They gave him a $230 million signing bonus, basically. Over a quarter of a billion dollars. There's more latitude in Cleveland than anywhere when it comes to moving money around. When that entire contract gets guaranteed like that, you could drop the base to minimum. That's the key on that guaranteed, though, because you, you, can, you can put it as a signing bonus the entire contract. That's right. That's right. Xander just said it. Three years, man. Guarantee him at 35, somewhere between 35 and 40. Guarantee it. And the money that you can move around, you could do the same thing in, in, in Philly. Think about it. The guarantee in Cleveland is the contract. The base, who cares? He's getting the money anyway. <laughs> He's getting that money anyway. Green Bay at Chicago. I thought I thought that um, 
Aaron Rodgers was going to take a knee. But he's playing this week against Chicago. I think it's because he loves beating up on Chicago. 50 a year. Okay. Jacksonville at Detroit. How about Detroit, man? Playing some good ball. Dougie, a, kind of a, a rocky season and a bumpy season. I thought Trevor Lawrence played pretty good last week, though. How about the Jets and their immature quarterback, Zach Wilson, taking on Minnesota. Minnesota better win that Jet game. Mike White has taken Zach Wilson's job. Mike White, who made 300 yards look easy. Zach Wilson. I thought he was a bum when he was at BYU. Oh, I, I went, they took him number two? I thought he was a bum. Pittsburgh at Atlanta. Atlanta keep fighting. They're staying within reach of the Buccaneers. Okay? They're staying within reach. Washington at New York. I got the commanders winning this thing. I'll talk more about it on Friday, but Washington's playing great. I think they get Chase Young back. So you get Chase Young with that front four? (laughs) I don't know. Hey, man, Dimes Jones. Then again, he beat Jalen. So, you know, Dimes Jones. You, Jalen's, get, Jalen's 0 for 1 versus Daniel Jones. <laughs> and, and, and wait, he's 0 for 1 against um, Daniel Jones, and I think Jalen's 1 for 1 against Tyler Heineke. There you go. He is 2-0, though, against Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers. That's impressive. Miami, San Francisco. There's a ball game. There's your ball game right there, boy. Got to put a couple mouthpieces in. That's going to be a good game, man. It's in San Francisco, too. Hey, Don. Jimmy J. Oh, man. Jimmy G beats two of them. Be skyrocketing up that MVP. You know, I made, you know, wouldn't it be great if I could give my MVP award to Jimmy Garoppolo, man? Oh, my God. I'd send Don Yee a text and go, Don, I had to. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Jimmy G's 1-0 against Jalen, too. I don't. No, 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 no. Jalen didn't beat Jimmy Garoppolo last year, my friend. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Seattle at the Rams. Come on, Gino. Keep it going, Gino. Oh, that's right. One and one against Daniel Jones. That's right. He's one and one against Dimes Jones. <laughs> Dimes Jones. Dimes Jones. Dimes Jones and Tyler Heineke. Yes, I do, Debbie. I do agree. I think uh, Brian Dable's very missed sec- second half air there in Buffalo for sure. Jimmy J, Roland. You kidding me? Who wouldn't have a crush on Jimmy J? Jimmy J, baby. I got a crush on him, Roland, because he wins at an exceptional rate, too. Some go like this. Hey, Dan, he hasn't won the Super Bowl. He's got a better record than Donovan McNabb did. 
No, wait. Don't say that. Yeah, he has. He's won more football games than McNabb, as a percentage-wise, plus his postseason record. What's what's McNabb's postseason record? Garoppolo's four and two. Jim and Jake. KC at Cincinnati. This will be good. Jim and Jake. Jimmy G in 60 ball games has three more wins than Joe Montana and Steve Young. Oh, no. <laughs> Not those guys. <laughs> Not those guys. You're kidding me. He's got three more wins and 60 starts as a 49er quarterback than Young and Montana? Yeah. That can't be true. Oh, it is. <laughs> I love it. Jimmy J. Three more wins in Montana. Jimmy G, how you doing, right, Jay? That's right. You saying anything? Yeah, Red, win. A girl yelling in the other room, why I keep screaming Jimmy G. <laughs> hey, do me a favor, Jersey Dolphin. Don't show a picture of Jimmy G to your chick, though. She'll understand why. Oh, the subway guy. <laughs> Chargers versus the Raiders. Justin Herbert. I don't. Xander hates him. I love him. I think Justin Herbert's a real deal. I think he's got a big gun. India, Dallas. That'll be interesting. <laughs> and then Monday night. Brady got to get it right, man. They got New Orleans, who always beats them, it seems. Tua will win in prime time. Jimmy G. Jimmy G, baby. That's my boy. Man, we got a ton of stuff still to get to. Oh, wait, it's over. Shit. I think it was six hours again. How you doing? Hey, appreciate the way everybody came aboard today. Thank you guys so much. I pre Please hit the like button. If you missed Merrill Reese, he was in the first hour. We'll have it posted at the Jacob Sports Channel. We appreciate it till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. Xander, thank you very much. We shall see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.